In every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. Fun, 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 Lightspeed to the wondrous and wonderful. Cover is not the book, so open it up and take a look. Ah, if it isn't the only bookworm in town. What's that word again? Inspired! I have to sing. I have to play. The music, it's, it's not just in me. It is me. We're happier when you don't sing. Welcome to Notably Disney your ultimate podcast covering Disney music and books. I'm Brett Knackman, your host. Here we dig a little deeper and explore the great wide somewhere about everything under the Walt Disney Company umbrella as it pertains to tunes and writing, from the theme parks and television screens to the Broadway stage and the silver screen, if it relates to anything Disney songs, soundtracks, books, articles, or other things that you can listen to, or read about involving Disney, we'll examine it here. On this episode of Notably Disney, we are going to be talking all about the forthcoming D23 Expo from August 23rd to August 25th, and it's going to be another amazing event. So joining me on the show is none other than D23's Jeffrey Epstein, who many of you may know from some of the Disney D23 programming over the past decade. And first met Jeffrey a number of years ago at one of the earlier D23 Expos and uh, actually got to see him again on the Disney Magic Transatlantic Cruise back in 2018. And he hosted some great trivia-related programming on the ship, which was fun. So Jeffrey's going to be talking all about what you can expect at D23, some D23 Expo, I should say, some tips and uh, some of the really great programming in store for all of us. And then in the latter part of the episode, we'll dive into much of the book and music-related programming that is in store at the major D23 Expo event. So mind you, we are recording this a few days before the release of this episode on Tuesday, August 6th, so it is possible that new press release or two may have debuted that uh, share some additional content. So without any further ado, let's jump right into the interview with Jeffrey Epstein of D23. Today's guest is one of the many great minds behind D23, the official Disney fan club, and serves as the director of corporate communications for the Walt Disney Company. Jeffrey Epstein is busy putting some of the final touches on the forthcoming D23 Expo 2019 and was nice enough to set aside some time to join us today and give a preview of what is to come at the 6th D23 Expo here in the United States. Jeffrey, great to be talking with you again, and welcome to Notably Disney. Thank you for having me, Brett. Good to be here. Well, we're eagerly awaiting just a few weeks away from the D23 Expo, and I'm wondering, Jeffrey, if you could start off by providing a brief description of what the D23 Expo is all about and why Disney fans should make sure to be there. The D23 Expo is all about the fans. It's about 
fans of everything from Disney coming together and celebrating all the wonderful worlds that are a part of our company. Disney, obviously. Pixar, Lucasfilm, Marvel. Now we've got some uh, new friends. We have uh, our friend from National Geographic who are going to be at the expo. ABC's got a really big presence this year. And it's great because I think Every Disney fan has their own core Disney fandom. Some people will say, well, I love Mickey Mouse and Disneyland and collecting vinyl nation. And someone else will say, that's great. I love Cruise Line and Star Wars and The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Like, people love Disney, but everyone's got their own specific, I think, fandom. Um, a little bit like Snowflakes. I don't know that any two are exactly alike. But uh, I think what's great about Expo is that if you are a fan, there is odds are incredibly great we've got something at D23 Expo that helps you celebrate your fandom with both some incredible looks back at, at great nostalgic pieces as well as a lot of exciting breaking news announcements and debuts. Awesome. Well, and I know and even looking at some of the things that have been announced thus far in terms of the presentations and the events, it really encompasses the whole, not only the whole world of the Walt Disney Company, but so many different aspects, whether it's film or music or television or products or all these different entities. I, I'm wondering, Jeffrey, in planning for this year's D23 Expo, since the expos here in the States are every two years, what were the biggest takeaways that you and your colleagues gleaned from having staged the expo back in 2017? that are going to carry into this one in 2019? I think we're always looking at how do we make the guest experience better? How do we provide more? While also staying up with the latest technology. So lines are, lines are going to be there. I wish we could alleviate all lines, but unfortunately that's, that's not the the sort of root essence of what a, a, a convention like this is about. That said, years ago we brought in Stage Pass, which acts like Fast Pass does in the parks, where you're guaranteed a seat at a presentation or a, in, in a shopping venue, as we when we added Store Pass. So it meant you did not have to wait in line for a significant amount of time at all. It may have meant that you didn't get the front row seat, but it definitely meant you got a seat. You got to be in the room where it happens, which was a big deal for a lot of our fans. This year, we announced we've added RFID technology to all the credentials. And in doing that, we're going to be giving our guests the opportunity to do stage pass in advance of the expo, which is great because it means that they'll be able to have a little bit more time to come up with a game plan of things that they want to do. Um, it may also give them the opportunity to explore something new that they hadn't before. Say a, a first choice panel ran out of stage path availability. You know what, maybe I will then take this opportunity to go and see something I've never seen before, experience something I've never done before. Uh, and that's not to say that there won't be standby seating. Um, of course, even if there's no stage pass, just like fast pass, there will be a standby line. We are we are hoping to be able to accommodate a lot of guests through stage pass, but we do want to make sure that some guests who walk up just in the, on the fly will also be able to have the opportunity to go to some of these very popular panels as well. That's just one example. I think if you look at how do we 
uh, how do we improve queuing, things like that. We, we always are, are trying to come up with new ways, and, and I think some of the challenges are the expos every two years, so it's not like Disneyland where you would be parked that's open every single day of the year and always constantly in a process of evolution and refinement. We, we try to take a bunch of things that we've learned from two years ago, apply them and, and get everyone up to speed and get everything working perfectly. It, it, will, it will never be a Disney theme park, but I, I think we do a pretty, pretty great job. Oh, yeah, it's a, a massive undertaking. And when there's, when there's tens of thousands of guests, uh, I can imagine it's uh, a, lot to, a lot to manage. Now, I, I recognize and we all know that D23 celebrates its 10th anniversary this year. Are, are there any special experiences or things that guests can expect that will commemorate the occasion? Well, definitely our, uh, we have a, a, a gold member lounge on the show floor where there will be some really cool opportunities. There's a, a unique D23 Expo penny press, which will be very fun for guests to do. There's going to be some giveaways, some games and things like that that people can play to win prizes, and that'll all be exclusively in the gold member lounge on the show floor. Um, and that is all, of course, in celebration of our 10th anniversary. And the whole year we've been studying, uh, studying, we've been coming up with new fun ways for, for guests to be experiencing D23, and, and certainly the Expo is, is, is a part of that. But we also want to make sure that all the guests have a good time, too. So there, there are, we will have the Charter Member Lounge again as well for those guests who've been with us for these, these past magical 10 years. And there's some new additions to that as well, which we're really looking forward to guests experiencing. Awesome. Well, shifting a little bit into some of the programming at the Expo, I'm wondering, Jeffrey, um, as a Disney book and music podcast, we focus a lot on those many elements of the Walt Disney Company, and we're really all about great reads and tunes, and some of the content that has been released so far to the public um, indicates that there's going to be um, some really exciting presentations and experiences in store. So I'm wondering if first we could uh, briefly touch on books. I know there have been some presentations that are going to be focused on books by Kevin Rafferty and Marty Sklar, um, among others uh, related to the parks and Imagineers. Could you speak at all to to what that may entail? Well, the the Travels with Marty book, we're really excited about that panel. Wendy Lefton, who uh, oversees Disney editions, worked very closely with Leah and Leslie Sklar to make sure that Marty's final book to see the light of day in the way that we, we hope that he would have wanted it to. So I, I, I'm really excited about that panel. It also will have Bob Weiss on as the, the head of Imagineering. I think that that's just a... I think Marty, for many of us, was this incredible connector between Walt and the part of the Disneyland of 1955 to all of our parks today. He, he, he just has such great heart and passion for them, so I think that that's going to be an incredible panel that Wendy's leading. I think Kevin's panel is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I, he, he's terrific and, and such a, so sharp and has great stories. Also excited, we have there's the new book coming up from the Walt Disney Archives and Disney Editions um, on the art of Disney costuming. It actually ties into the Walt Disney Archives exhibit that's on the show floor that celebrates heroes, villains, the spaces between those sort of uh, anti-heroes, if you will, like a Maleficent or even a Jack Sparrow. 
the costumes, I, I was able to get a, a preview of some of them. The exhibit is just going to be beyond, I think, what some of the people don't, uh, what some people haven't had the chance to do is see what some of these costumes look like close up. So the exhibit on the expo show floor will give them that opportunity, and the book that's come out in conjunction with it will be, it'll be a little piece they'll be able to take home with them that shows off some of those incredible intricate details that go into the creation of these iconic costumes. And uh, Becky is going to be uh, on a panel talking about that on Friday the 23rd in Stage 28. So that's going to be a really, a really, really cool panel. Uh, that's so fantastic. Uh, I know as a, as a big reader, I'm looking forward to, to getting my hands on all these books. I'm wondering, Jeffrey, is um, and maybe it's not announced at, at this time, so uh, feel free if you can't speak to this. Will, will there be advanced copies of books for folks to purchase? or? Uh, I, I believe there will be. I don't know if we have ex- exactly announced which titles will be available for purchase in advance. Um, I think that there will be some news coming out about that very soon. So perhaps by the time this podcast posts, there will be some more. I would highly encourage people to look at d23expo.com for for those details because there there is a there is an update coming. Sounds good. Sounds good. I totally respect where you're coming from. And yeah, we're we're recording this about five days before uh, the episode will be released. Uh, moving on to the music front, uh, we know at this point there are several. Uh, big musical performances in store, the big Disney on Broadway in concert, the 25th anniversary celebration, among others. What should guests expect from this as well as some of the other musical events and performances? I am personally incredibly excited for the event you just mentioned, the Disney on Broadway 25th anniversary celebration concert. I'm so happy they're doing it in Hall D23, I think. The, that, that venue, which nearly has 7,000 seats, is just going to be exploding with entertainment and excitement. People are the love that they're bringing in. Some, some I would say, D23 Expo favorites, people who, who've been to the Expo before, <clears throat> such as, <clears throat> excuse me, Josh Strickland, who was the original, broad, uh, original Tarzan on Broadway, and Ashley Brown, the original Mary Poppins, and Alton Fitzgerald White, who was in Lion King, and, and some people who haven't been um, a lot, but have been before. Heidi Blickenstaff, who's just amazing and, and uh, phenomenally talented and thrilled. Gavin Lee, who was in Mary Poppins, is going to be here. And I've seen the, the, the song list. It is awesome. There's some new stuff, some classic stuff. It, it, it's a terrific blend, and I think that the, the concert is just going to be a, a one-of-a-kind amazing event. Today, we, we just announced some of the performers that are going to be on the Walt Disney, uh, the, sorry, the D23 Center stage, uh, where there's going to be some incredible performances. Uh, Tiffany Young, who's a K-pop star, so you bring in your kids, I have a feeling she's going to be very popular. Uh, Meg Donnelly and Asher Angel, Meg's make known to a lot of audiences from her work on American Housewife and Asher has been on Andy Mack, and they're great singers. They're going to bring a great energy to that center stage venue. We just announced today that Matthew Morrison, who is going to be releasing a new album with Walt Disney Records, will be singing during the Two Worlds, One Family making of Tarzan panel. Um, and then during the musical celebration of Aladdin on Saturday, we just announced that some truly phenomenal talents um, will be will be singing, including 
uh, Pleasant Greenspan, who's going to be the new Aladdin on Broadway very shortly, Lilius White, who was one of the muses in Hercules, uh, Norm Lewis, who known to uh, ABC fans from Scandal, but also was uh, Triton in The Little Mermaid on Broadway. So a really, really awesome celebration of that incredible music from Aladdin. So a lot of really, really great music opportunities. And of course, a lot of cool new releases that are coming from uh, our friends of the Disney Music Emporium with a lot of signings, meet and greets, and some very cool, uh, the, some of those picture disc vinyls that are, are really awesome. I, I, the, the one for Avengers is really, really cool. Um, and the Galaxy does one too, actually. Uh, that's so awesome. What what I love about what you're speaking to and what D23 Expo continually offers is that it's really bringing back a lot of the elements of past events that, that guests appreciate, whether it's panels or on specific properties. So in this case, like Aladdin and Tarzan, um, the, the Broadway performances, it seems like those core elements that we most love are continuing to return in new and exciting ways. Absolutely. You're, you're completely right. We we do always try to find fun ways to celebrate things that we know um, our fans love. Well, and it seems like, too, on the Disney on Broadway front, that that seems to be not only materializing in a variety of different ways, but um, we know on Disney Cruise Line, often on select sailings, special sailings, they have some of the Broadway stars. And then to have, in this case at the Expo, so many of them uh, performing together, it's really a treat for those who can't make it out to, to the Big Apple. Absolutely. It, it is, that's a really good point. I, I, have, I have said before, having had the, the privilege of sitting in these concerts before, the show that these people put on is, in many cases, worth more than the price of a Broadway ticket. They are, it is a nonstop musical cabaret jubilee explosion. I just made up that term. I'm sure that that will go over really well with the Disney and Broadway, but it, it is amazing. You, you really feel like you are, you're just having this incredible Broadway experience. And it's just one tiny part, I don't want to say tiny part, but it's just one part of the Expo experience. So it's, it's, I really do believe that the Expo delivers on, on many, many levels for the guests, and, and that performance is absolutely going to be one of them. That's fantastic. I, I know I'm looking forward to, to catching as many of these as I can myself. And, and then hearing about Matthew Morrison's new album, that seems like uh, almost like a tradition, too, that every now and again we see some covers of Disney songs by popular artists, and he'll be continuing that trend in a great way, too. Absolutely. And, and uh, he, I, I was a big fan of Glee, but then also I'd see him in Light in the Piazza, and he's just such a, a fantastic, fantastic talent. So excited to be getting a chance to hear him sing at a D23 event. Uh, that's so cool. Is there any word yet, Jeffrey, on when the album will be released, or is that TBD? That is an excellent question. I would need to go check with my, my friends at Walt Disney Records about that, because I do not know that off the top of my head. Okay, no worries, no worries. I know in the press release it didn't make any reference, but yeah, I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting uh, that soundtrack as well. Or that album, I should say. Okay, okay, no worries. Thank you. 
close before we wrap up, what, what pieces of advice can you give to Expo guests in making the most of their experience, whether it's their first time or their long-time attendees? Absolutely wear comfortable shoes. <laughs> uh, the length of the convention center is not an insubstantial hike. So comfortable shoes are key. Hydrate really well. Those are, those are two, two big ones. The other thing is, is plan. Look at what you want to do. Really look at the schedule. Have a first choice. Have a second choice. Maybe even have a third choice. Uh, I, I think the odds are good you'd get into a second choice. Can't hurt to really uh, to, to prioritize things. You may not get into every first choice, but the odds are good you will be able to get into something. There's always something happening, which is what's so awesome. People sometimes ask, "Why do you put on three great things at the same time?" Well. Not everyone is interested in all three things, so we want to have a great diverse selection of things for people to do. So that is that is key planning, and and have a, go in with it with as positive an outlook as you can, and, and realize that just because you maybe didn't get into your first choice panel, that there are still a lot of other really incredible experiences, both panels and things that you'll be able to do on the show floor that really will create a fantastic Disney experience. I can't wait. I mean, obviously, the Parks Pavilion always delivers with truly incredible insight into what's coming to the parks. The uh, archive exhibit, always gorgeous. There's so much stuff to do just on the show floor alone. And, and even the the, um, the Emporium that we have, where we have some, uh, some of our outside partners come in, whether they're fan sites or travel agencies or the Walt Disney Family Museum. There's so many great... Uh, great things to see on the show floor. I, I can't emphasize enough that just taking the time to walk around and, and take that all in is really going to be a, a great piece of your experience at the expo. Exactly. One could arguably spend the whole three days on the show floor and, and feel like they haven't covered everything. <laughs> Absolutely. And I've had people tell me exactly that. There, there really is. I, I walk the show floor when I'm not running around a lot, but it, I always feel like every time I turn a corner, I go, wait, was that there before? I didn't see that. I mean, and there's photo spots. We bring in really cool photo spots. I, I'm not giving away any of them for this year, but in the past we've had some really interesting things that people have been able to have their photos with. And we're definitely bringing those back. So make sure you get a lot of space on your camera phone. Fantastic. So at this point, we'll conclude uh, with some Disney-related questions that I ask all of my guests. So it's a segment on here, Jeffrey, that we call Ask Them My Questions and Get Some Answers. So this includes three standard music-related questions, two standard book-related questions, and then there's one random Disney questions. These are all opinions, um, so there's no right or wrong answers, and it's all about sharing what uh, speaks to you as it pertains uh, to Disney. So. Jeffrey, are you ready? I think so, although I, I know that you're saying there's no wrong answers. I have a feeling your listeners may disagree with that, so we'll, we'll see. Well, I, I'll tell you for one of the questions, we commonly get a, a very typical response, but there's absolutely no wrong answers. So the first music-related question, Jeffrey, what Disney soundtrack did you listen to most while growing up? That's a great question, mainly because while I liked Disney movies, I growing up listened more to Mickey Mouse Disco <laughs> and the the new Mickey Mouse Club of the seventies. 
um, those were my jams. Um, so it wasn't a movie soundtrack growing up as much as it was. Those, those, uh, yeah, that Mickey Mouse Club with Lisa Welchel and Who, What, Where, Why, When happened. Those were those were like the soundtracks of, of my youth and childhood that I, in terms of Disney. That's fantastic. Uh, second question is, what Disney song most recently got stuck in your head? Maybe How Far I'll Go from Moana. I always find myself just breaking into that for some reason. I have a Lin-Manuel Miranda obsession, apparently. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a great choice. Third one, related to music, what Disney film do you feel has the most underrated music? Underrated I feel like underrated is a judgment. I, so I don't want to say that it's necessarily underrated, but I would feel like a score that sometimes is a little below the radar of people, um, people's awareness is Enchanted. Hmm. I, 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 I think there are some people who are going to say, oh my gosh, I love Enchanted. How would you ever consider that underrated? And I think it may just be to me one that we don't that one that one that isn't celebrated quite as much, but I, I think it's a beautiful Alan Menken score with some some terrific performances. And, and Amy Adams, you can't go wrong. So you have that. Yeah, totally agreed. Yeah, I'd love to hear more of that score played and as like background music in the parks or other places too. Sh- shifting over to books, can you name a, a recent Disney book that you've read or Disney-related book? I well. Uh... I, this may be a bit of a cheat because it was part of my job, but I did read every single page of the Mickey Mouse Passion book, and that is a lot for anyone who wants to read it. There's a lot. I learned more about Mickey Mouse, and I actually work on, on some of the franchise communications for Mickey Mouse, so it was very valuable for me to, to learn so much more about Mickey than I ever thought knew existed. Um, so that that is a recent direct Disney book that I read. Um, trying to think I and, and I mean the other cheat is as the as one of the people who oversees Disney 23 D23's publication I am constantly reading these little what I'd like to call like mini books um, about the company and everything coming up and sometimes even writing for them um, and there is another book but I'm afraid you're gonna have to wait until the expo to hear more about that and that's um, that, that's all I can say about that no, that's quite all right. Good tease. And yeah, those those Tashin books, I have the one on the uh, Disney animated films. It's Those books are massive and they're amazing. So I, I totally yeah. get it. Two more questions. So the second book related question is, and this speaks to uh, maybe the, the writer part of you. If you could write a Disney book on any topic, what would it be about? It would probably somehow be about Disney Cruise Line because as you know, and as anyone who knows me knows, I am obsessed with Disney Cruises. I think that they're the best, one of, to me, they're the best product that, that, that Disney creates in terms of experiences, and I think it's it's one of the best experiences, vacation experiences anyone can go on. Um, and so, I, 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 I feel like that's a topic I'm very passionate about because I love it so much. So that would probably be something I'd want to get into. And, and I think the people who work on the cruise line are so fascinating and just because it's, it's its own world. It's a hotel at sea. So that to me is just an incredible dynamic and obviously amazing people from all around the world living on a ship 
the lighting gets every day and, and every week and sometimes twice a week, making an entirely new group of passengers on the ship feel welcome and giving them incredible experiences with, I mean, the shows and the food and all and uh, everything. Well, I'll be the first to pre-order that book, Jeffrey, if you write it or your colleagues do too. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. I said, you'll be the one. Okay. Well, you know, I think there's definitely a fan base for it. So, um, and certainly an appreciation. Final, final question for you, Jeffrey. So this is a random one that's uh, unique to this episode. So which Disney property or brand would you most like to see have its own attraction yet it does not currently have one. Wow, okay. Um, hmm. I've not been asked that question before, so let me think. I would like someone to build Hey Hey's Great Adventure. <laughs> hey Hey, to me, is one of the funniest characters in any Disney movie ever. It sort of goes back to my how far I'll go question before. I, I, I am a big Moana fan. But I... I like to to see a day through the eyes of Hey Hey. I I, I think that that would be one of the funniest things, and, and keep me in stitches. He just like even just talking about him as a character right now, I'm smiling because it, it, he's just so hilarious and awesome. Uh, that that sounds fun to me. It sounds like you know maybe something in Adventureland or Animal Kingdom. I I, I dig it. It's a good idea. <laughs> I'm open. Cool. Call me Imagineering as soon as we get off the phone. All right. Well, and make sure they put a, a hidden reference to, to your name somewhere in the queue so as a tribute, right? Exactly. Well, finally, Jeffrey, how can listeners get in touch with you on social media as well as follow anything D23 Expo? Well, people should definitely be following D23, and it's very easy. It's at DisneyD23 on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. So, um highly recommend that. That's where all the D23 Expo details will be coming up August 23rd to 25th at the Anon Convention Center. Um, and uh, hopefully we will see all of you there, especially you, Brett. Wonderful, Jeffrey. Well, hey, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be another great event and probably lots of surprises in store. So yeah, uh, appreciate you joining me on Notably Disney. It was my pleasure. Appreciate you having me. And thanks again to Jeffrey Epstein for joining me on the show. And now we're going to dive into some of the book-related programming that you'll find. And indeed, this is going to be a very impressive slate of new titles from Disney this fall. There are so many new parks and Imagineering-related books debuting, I can hardly keep track. And I know my excitement level is sky-high. And with many of these books being represented at the expo for the very first time, this is going to be a great chance to really be among the first to hear about the development of these books and also, in many cases, pick up copies of these titles. So let's first talk about the presentations. So, And mind you, this is reflective of the very beginning of August, so it is possible that times and locations may change. So for all the latest updates, go to D23 Expo's website. But as of now, we know that there are going to be many really great presentations from the people responsible for developing these books. So first up on Friday, August 23rd at 4 p.m. in Stage 28, 
is called Behind the Art of Disney Costuming, Heroes, Villains, and Spaces Between. And the description says the following. Celebrate the imagination, passion, and attention to detail in creating Disney costumes. Go behind the scenes with the team that crafted the dazzling new Walt Disney Archives exhibit on the D23 Expo show floor and its accompanying coffee table book. And this is a new book by legendary Disney author Jeff Curdy. So as it illustrates that there is indeed a really great new exhibit out on the show floor. And then during this presentation, they'll talk about the book that is reflective of this. So that again is Friday, August 23rd. Now on Saturday, uh, there's more presentations and these are related to some classic Imagineers. So on Saturday, August 24th at 6 p.m. at the Walt Disney Archive stage is about one of our favorite legendary Imagineers, Marty Sklar. And it is called Travels with Marty, a conversation with the Sklars and Imagineers. And the description says, celebrate the legacy of Disney legend Marty Sklar as his colleagues, mentees, and family recount the journey of publishing his last book and discussing his lasting impact on the Walt Disney Company. And many of you may remember that it was only a just a handful of weeks after the last D23 Expo uh, that Marty passed away, and it was a huge loss for the company. He was still telling really great stories about his days as an Imagineer, and this, is, this new book is a really a, a tribute to his work and his life and his legacy. So that is going to be Saturday, August 24th at 6 p.m. at the Walt Disney Archive stage. And then if we want to shift gears to Sunday, Sunday there's going to be even more book-related content presentations. I can hardly take it. Uh, it's going to be a lot of content to check out. And the first one I want to mention is at 4 p.m. This is Sunday, August 25th at 4 p.m. at the Walt Disney Archive stage. And it is about the new book, Magic Journey, my fantastical Walt Disney Imagineering career with Kevin Rafferty. And the description says, join veteran Imagineer Kevin Rafferty as he reminisces about a career spanning 40 plus years from a dishwasher at Disneyland to builder of immersive worlds. Kevin explains his path to Imagineering and talks about his new book. So again, this is a new title and it's focused on an Imagineer who many of you may not have heard of in the same way that Marty Sklar's name is often mentioned, but Kevin has really been a huge player in Disney for so much time, whether it's for attractions like It's Tough to Be a Bug or Cars Land, among so many others. He has been a really integral force, and this book uh, really recognizes his massive impact on the company. So that is Sunday, August 25th at 4 p.m., and then a little later that evening is a presentation called Mark Davis, in his own words, Imagineering the Disney Theme Park. This is Sunday, August 25th at 5.30 p.m. in Stage 28. And here we have Pete Docter from Pixar, um, author as well, as well as author Christopher Merritt. And the description says that they reveal their magnificent two-volume tribute to the artwork and career of Disney legend Mark Davis. 
featuring artwork from Mark for the creation of the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. The presentation will also highlight the 50th anniversary of the storied attraction. And there's going to be a ton of Haunted Mansion content at D23 Expo because of this really awesome anniversary, 50 years. So there's going to be, I want to say, at least two or three other presentations about Haunted Mansion at the 23 Expo, plus a whole uh, creative art contest that's going on. So this new book about Mark Davis, it's going to be a huge hit, I have no doubt. It's a really big deal. I think it's going to be at least 300 pages or so, and you're going to be able to see and hear about it for the first time at D23 Expo. So these are among the main book-related presentations at D23 Expo. And it's worth noting that these books are not going to be sold in wide release until uh, weeks or even a few months after the Expo. So for some extra content and context, it's worth noting that the Marty Sklar book travels uh, with Figment on the Road in Search of Disney Dreams, that's his new book, um, that will debut on November 5th, 2019, but you'll get it first at D23 Expo. Another title is The Art of Disney Costuming, Heroes, Villains, and Spaces Between. Again, hearkening back to that exhibit and presentation just I just mentioned, um, that is going to be released uh, in wide release September 17th, 2019. So again, a few weeks earlier, you can get it at the Expo. Kevin Rafferty's new book is called Magic Journey, My Fantastical Walt Disney Imagineering Career. That debuts in wide release on September 10th, 2019. First chance again at D23 Expo. And then that Mark Davis book uh, by Pete Doctor and Christopher Merritt, that is called Mark Davis in his own words, Imagineering the Disney Theme Parks. That is sold in wide release starting September 3rd, 2019. And the Expo will also be your chance to get your hands on a few other books. Uh, They may not have presentations, at least not scheduled at this point, but you will be able to pick up some new books. One of them being the Walt Disney Studios' A Lot to Remember. This is by Stephen Clark and Rebecca Klein. And this is an interesting title for a lot of reasons, one being that it's a really in-depth look at the actual production facilities for the Walt Disney Company, the the Walt Disney Studios, that magnificent complex in Burbank, but also because it was actually initially released a few years ago, only maybe for a few weeks or a couple months were books actually being sold, and then they actually stopped distribution of these books for a variety of reasons, uh, made some updates, and now it's going to really be officially released uh, to quite a large volume of individuals through this D23 Expo exposure. So that's going to be sold in wide release starting September 3rd, but the D23 Expo will be your first opportunity to get your hands on this really exciting title that chronicles the studio's many, many decades of producing a variety of projects for the Disney company. So lots of really great books that are going to be debuting for the very first time at D23 Expo, and that's in addition to a number of great Disney-branded books that have come out over the past year, whether that be ones like The Art and Making of the Lion King by Michael Goldman, or Practically Poppins in Every Way, A Magical Carpet Bag of Countless Wonders, uh, that's by 
Jeff Curdy. So there are a lot of great books that you're going to be able to check out at D23 Expo. I, I know as a major reader, I am super excited. And to know that there's going to be a Disney publishing worldwide booth uh, where many of the authors of these books will be providing signings and opportunities to meet them, that's a real treat. There's definitely a clear investment in the books and the authors from Disney. Uh, Disney Publishing and and really from Disney Company who have been a really big part of the part of the uh, corporation for a number of years. So lots of great book related content at D23 Expo and perhaps even more details to come. But even with the slate that is scheduled at this point, very impressive. So now we're going to shift over to the music related content at D23 Expo. Okay, so on the music front, there is a lot of content, and this manifests in a wide variety of ways, starting with the Disney Music Emporium, and that's basically a branch of Walt Disney Records that is distributing a lot of great releases, whether it's re-releasing some classic soundtracks or even some newer titles, too. So they will have a presence at the Expo with a pop-up store on the show floor, and among the titles that they'll be selling for the very first time at D23 Expo are the following. One is the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Symphonic Suite. This is a 12-inch picture disc based on the original music by John Williams for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I can imagine that's going to be a big seller. Also, you'll be able to check out the 12-inch uh, picture disc for Avengers Endgame. And there will be some vinyl albums for features like the songs of Aladdin and even the some of the score from Up, the 2009 Pixar film that actually won an Academy Award for Best Original Score. Uh, Randy Newman's going to be uh, one of the many composers actually signing work at the D23 Expo. So the fact that this Oscar winner is going to be present there. That's just really, really cool. Um, Tyler Bates from the Guardians of the Galaxy films, among others. And actually, uh, Randy Thornton, who some of us appreciate for being an instrumental force in Disney Music Group, uh, he's, he's actually going to be delivering a presentation called Great Moments from with Walt Disney, and there's going to be some audio recordings featuring Walt, and we'll hear some of his conversations with uh, composers and musicians and others, so that's going to be really cool. There's some great music-related presentations all throughout the Expo. So on Friday, August 23rd, uh, first up at the D23 Expo Arena at 10 a.m. is Dancing with the Stars and Disney. So more of that ABC presence is going to be pervasive throughout the expo. There'll be some um, other programming related to the uh, Blackish and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., among others. So first up with that Dancing with the Stars and Disney. So no doubt there's going to be a lot of great music there. Uh, at 12.30 p.m., uh, also in the D23 Expo arena, is the music and sounds of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge definitely reinforcing the vitality of that new land in the Disney theme park experience and a way to appreciate the uh, the audio experience that is associated with this new space. 
also later in the expo. So we're going to be shifting over to Saturday, August 24th. There's more music-related programming. One that caught my eye is Disney on Broadway in concert, a 25th anniversary celebration. And I mentioned that earlier in my conversation with Jeffrey, but no doubt that's going to be absolutely phenomenal. And the uh, the pedigree of Disney stars in attendance and performing like Josh Strickland and Ashley Brown and others, it's just so, so good to, to see that. The musical journey of Disney's Aladdin, that's at 5.30 p.m. in the D23 Expo Arena. No doubt there'll be some uh, fantastic tunes and some of the singers and, and forces behind that classic Disney animated film will be present. So definitely looking forward to that as well. On Sunday, now we're turning to August 25th, there will be a Little Mermaid anniversary celebration, and I suspect Jody Benson might be singing. Uh, she's always very thrilled to share part of your world with all of us, so that's going to be great. That is at 10 a.m. in the D23 Expo Arena. Uh, shortly thereafter, so you, you might not be able to catch both, but in the Walt Disney Archive stage at 10.30 a.m., is Sounds Delightful, and that's going to be a, a voyage into the Disney's past of different uh, recordings from around Walt's era. So those are always a real treat. And I know I really love the music of Tarzan and the fact that there's going to be a 20th anniversary celebration of this film um, called Two Worlds, One Family, The Making of Tarzan. I suspect there, there might be some music there. I can't I certainly don't know for sure, but I would I would imagine, given the influence of Phil Collins' Oscar-nominated work, um, maybe Phil Collins won't be there, but I, I would have to hope that there will be some musical performance embedded in there, or at least a discussion of the music that really is closely tied with this 1999 Disney animated film. So there's going to be a lot of really cool presentations that have connections to Disney music. It's also worth noting that at that Tarzan event, there's going to be a special performance by Matthew Morrison from Glee, and he's uh, debuting a new Walt Disney Records album. We briefly mentioned that in the conversation with Jeffrey. So will he be singing You'll Be In My Heart or one of the other tunes? Uh, I think that's a, a very likely bet. So definitely there will be some Tarzan music uh, at that event on Sunday evening. So a nice way of kind of concluding the D23 Expo. Also, in terms of music, a lot of people like checking out Center Stage, which is located in Hall A, and that's where uh, some current Disney performers um, deliver some tunes. So and I know Jeffrey made reference to this earlier with uh, K-pop star Tiffany Young. Um, Radio Disney will have some talent on hand. Bill Rogers, who is the, quote-unquote, the voice of Disneyland. Over the past several expos, he's actually allocated time to record voicemail messages for guests who, who wait in line. And while it's not music per se, it's all about 
we on Disney, notably Disney, as you know, we all love talking about music and lyrics and books and words and how they're delivered. And Bill Rogers is absolutely phenomenal in making something, making anything just sound so strong and significant with his uh, deep voice. So you'll definitely want to check that out. Um, if you also love live music, you're going to want to make you, you'll also want to be there for the Ultimate Fan Street Party. This They started at the last D23 Expo. It's kind of like a little uh, parade or cavalcade of sorts, and there will be some um, uh, different Disney uh, music because there will be a live band and characters and dancing, so that's just going to be a fun event as well. So, yeah, there is a lot of great music and book-related content at D23 Expo, and I, I think that this may not even be a complete representation. There very well might be more details coming out over the coming weeks, or at the very least, um, maybe even an additional presentation or two. What's very clear is that this is a robust schedule, and there's no way that you will be able to see or hear or read everything during that uh, three-day weekend. So just be deliberate about what you want to check out. Recognize that a lot of the content is going to be captured in one way or another by fellow guests via social media, blogs that come out afterward, podcasts. We'll have some coverage here on Notably Disney following the expo that highlights the, the major programming, and YouTube, that's always a great platform to see some videos or interviews or other information about what unfolded at the expo. And then once these books and albums are released, my gosh, there'll be a treasure trove of, of different content to catch up on. So it's going to be an exciting journey, and I look forward to sharing it with you following the event in just a few weeks. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of Notably Disney. I invite you to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Follow me on Twitter at bnachmanreports. That's B-N-A-C-H-M-A-N reports. And be among the first to find out about the release of new episodes. I also encourage you to send me an email to notablydisney at gmail.com regarding your thoughts of the show, as well suggestions for content. So until we turn the page on another chapter, I'm Brett, and thanks for listening to Notably Disney. Notably Disney is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or any of its subsidiaries. Consequently, the perspectives and opinions expressed by the host and guests are strictly theirs and do not represent the views of the Walt Disney Company and its employees. The main purpose of the Notably Disney podcast is to offer information and critiques about the Walt Disney Company. 